The 100% Wild Podcast is brought to you by Onyx Hunt, the nation's number one GPS hunting app. Download today in the Google Play and App Store. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, brought to you by Onyx Hunt. The wooing in the background is Matt Drury. Yeah, baby. Actually, he's not in the background. He's in the I'm foreground. I'm in the foreground. I'm right in front of you, Tim. Open your eyes. And I'm Tim Chelswick, also in the foreground. I know you poured some bleach in your eyes the other day. But. <laughs> I did. I was. I was. I was trying to get some algae off the siding of my house. I was out kind of late at night, and the the container that had the bleach in it pressurized on me and when i went to open it it just blew a bleach spray and in you my had face. protective eyewear on i did yeah somehow it got up and down and in and immediately <laughs> i'm like clutching my face i'm blind <laughs> yeah and it's probably nine o'clock so it's dark out it's oh, just a, yeah. an unwholesome hour of the day to be doing that and uh, kind of your fault <laughs> it, it, well all of it was my fault and i run back in the house i'm like dousing my eye it was uh i've recovered though that's good so you can see me <laughs> you look better than you did before oh okay so well, my eye- i think it did mess your <laughs> You got jacked up by a side. That bleach really screwed you up. <sighs> so we've both been hunting. Yeah, it's here. Season's here, Missouri, and we're out. I, you know what though? I mean, it's been in for what week, ten days, somewhere around there, and I hadn't gone but once, and it just yeah. was so hot. I mean, th- there's like. You know, it seems like every September it's getting hotter and hotter and we're just kind of our strategy or I should say mine because yours is different is waiting on those cold fronts and and utilizing my time to the best ability using deer cast, making sure it's saying at least good before I go in and just checking those conditions. And because of that, it took about seven, eight days to get a, just a good to, to go out. And And you guys uh, saw some deer. It was great. Frankly, it was great. We saw 20, 25 deer. We saw probably five or six bucks. We were sitting on this biologic radishes food plot, the staging plot, and it is absolutely beautiful. And it's working out just exactly the way it should be. Mm -hmm. It's the third year we've planted it. We've planted it in different food sources every year. This year we planted radishes at uh, Mark's. Um, instruction yeah instruction consult yeah and it's it's an early season spot and that's why he said we probably would have the best luck planting some radishes up there and and they're just mauling it and 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 it's perfect because it's transitioning they hit that and then they go to the beans and my beat my farmer planted the beans pretty late this year Mm -hmm. in the lease because of all the flooding and rain that we had in the spring so they're super green still good and usually this time of year you're waiting for them to defoliate and then the food plot's the only food source. But just the way that this terrain is, mm-hmm. they hit it regardless. They hit the food plot and then they head to the beans. And we were covered up. We saw a shooter that it was a debacle, <laughs> typical Matt Drury debacle. <laughs> yes. So we're sitting in this muddy bull blind and the windows are shut. And it's it's probably a 78 degrees out, temperature outside. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I had all the windows shut and it's airtight, man. And we're starting to fog up and the, um, typically we have rain X in the blind. Yeah. We have Windex, rain X and paper towels in these blinds. Cause you start fogging up no matter what time of year it is when you shut these windows Sure. and <clears throat> it, 
I think we got the wrong Rain-X. We just got the typical Rain-X that you would apply to like the outside mm-hmm. of your car windshield. Yep. Well, we need the fog version. That's what, there's like an anti-fog okay. Rain-X. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have that. So as soon as I applied the Rain-X to the windows, it fogged up worse. <laughs> like it, and you could not get it off. So, you know, 503, the deer start moving and I'm shocked they're moving that early. Yeah. Like, I just didn't think it'd be six. It is pretty early for that time of year. Yeah, I thought six, 630, mm-hmm. you know, the moon's not great. The, it's still pretty warm, but they were moving great. Obviously, they're bedded close to there. And so anyways, these does came out. They filtered on. They filtered past us. All's good. No, yeah. we didn't get busted. So I crack a front window, just cracked it. And then I cracked the back window and I had a infield ozone generator that I have kind of jerry rigged on the outside of the blind so I could reach it and then adjust it to move it whichever way the wind's blowing. Well, I was having troubles with it and it wasn't turning on. And so I, I, I use this as an opportunity to open the window wider and get my, I was like my half, my body's out this window trying to mess with this. So I, I standard, I peek my head out and I should say this would have been on the, downwind side so the wind's blowing sure blowing this direction that's why i opened it on this side so it's okay. so just kind of go pass through right and, and so i look out and i'm about to st- i got my head sticking out the window and all of a sudden i could see the food plot that's in front of us mm-hmm. i can see the edge of it all of a sudden i see legs in a rack and I, i'm like but <laughs> so i hurry up shut it and then i shut the front one well help we just sprayed a bunch of rain x why not and I, so I start paying attention, you know, I'm obviously I'm paying, I'm dialed into this deer and yeah. I'm wiping the window and I look and then I wipe the window and I look and I'm, sure enough, it's one of my shooters. And how, how alert brow. was he at that well, point? He, at first, when I first had my head out the window, he was not alert. He was just had his head down eating the radishes. <laughs> but for the grace but, of God, but there as, go of you. Of course, as soon as I realized this, the wind was very low wind. I'm talking like one mile an hour, like no uh-huh. wind speed, but I think our thermals are something, you know, a little bit of wind speed, a little bit of thermals had take, taken that rain X smell and pushed it his way. Cause I all of a sudden out of nowhere <laughs> heads up, he goes forward 10 steps, he goes backwards 10 steps, and then he goes forward and he bounces out of there. You know, I'm mm. like, Oh my, this is a five thirty. I mean, I, he, he had, to, we had to have walked past him to he had to be close he was yeah. bedded right there at the food source and you hear mark and terry talk about that all the time early season like mm-hmm. this it's they're right there bed. they're right there in the food source and sure enough <laughs> like this is not typical <laughs> for my property at all so like i've bumped there. the custom setting up a little bit yeah that's also not typical <laughs> but yes yeah, so we could bump the deer cast custom if we wanted so anyways you know the hope was there that he'd come maybe back up later right before dark or something and it was a great night we saw four other bucks and young three-year-olds and you know just it was great it was a great night and um you know part of that's because we haven't been going in on bad nights bad winds but you know yeah. what i mean we're we're trying to hunt save wisely, the property mm-hmm. save the property only go in when we want it's the right food source for the right time of the year we got the right forecast let's go in yeah and it paid off and it would have paid off if i wasn't a dummy <laughs> i mean i i kept saying the whole time to scott i'm like ah it's like i can't believe i opened the window because it so goes against stupid. it goes against everything you know i've ever learned and i didn't want to open that window but we were so fogged up after the does moved past you had to I do thought, something here's an opportunity to get this thing cleared up a little bit yeah never in a million years would i thought 
shooter 530 on the food source. That's stuff that happens in Mark and Terry, not not Matt. <laughs> not your average. You, you guy. wonder you wonder if deer could talk, what stories they would tell yeah, when like, they this see. This idiot, his head was out the blind. <laughs> then he sprayed Rain-X. <laughs> so I it I bounced. me out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you talk about food deer food sources. We have kind of a show and tell here set up for this show. Oh, okay. I'll tease it. I can't wait. So I'm reaching for people that are listening. Oh, we have deer balls. <laughs> There's the, the sweaty deer balls. So are you going to show the audience or I, should, I probably should. So if <laughs> yeah. you're watching, it just hold one up there. He's got two of them. Yeah. One for you. One for me. They look like little pumpkins. They do. Yeah. Do you know what these are? No, I don't. These are ripe persimmons, Ah, which are, a major deer food source. Big time. September, October. Um, they also are delicious. Eat so one. let's eat. Let's I'm both eat one that. at the end of the show. Not we'll happening. just, we'll cap the show off. It'll be a hundred percent wild. Trust me. Yeah. You're crazy. It'll be, it'll Two be wild and crazy guys. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. People have no idea what SNL reference you just yeah. dropped unless well, they're over 40. We probably have plenty of o- o- over 40. Well, maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? We know we probably don't have a lot of ladies. That's because a pretty safe bet. We're stuck with kind of us. Yeah. We're talking about guerrilla deer hunting tactics yes, on this particular show. And uh, this kind of listener, Tom, uh, chimed in with a question to us, which we appreciate. And uh, he's talking about how not to get busted in the climber stand. And so we'll, we'll get and this. To his- this is all you. This is your area. You're Mr. Climber, Mr. Go, go 90%. Yeah. Climb and stand. Yeah. So I look forward to hear your expertise, Tim. <laughs> All right. So the question of the day is brought to you by the new look. Let me start that over, Matt. The question of the day is brought to you by the new lacrosse navigator series. Over a hundred years of expertise culminates in these new lace-up boots that are 100% waterproof and 100% ready to go farther and hunt longer. Lacrosse. Nice job. Thank you. I seem to get busted a lot when hunting out of a climber. Any recommendations? I mean, I am 20 feet up in the air, still seem to get busted, even by deer I'm not moving on. Well, what's funny about this is I was in a, I was totally enclosed and got busted. You're <laughs> <laughs> spraying cleaners and waving to deer. Yeah, I'm basically trying to hey, get busted. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so, so what do you got here? Tom is up 20 feet, which is a pretty good height yeah. to be up, especially yeah, about what we hunt. If you're hunting kind of a flat area, if you're hunting on a ridge or yeah. you know, the side of a ridge, you, you might need to higher. go a little higher. Yeah. So, so hunting with a climber is, uh, I think a lot of the principles that you would follow in a regular tree stand still apply. You want to try to pick a tree that's about the same diameter or bigger than you are. Be- Lots of limbs. Well, the, <laughs> the, the limbs are, are, are kind of an interesting piece because you do want limbs, but you want them up at the height where you're going to end up. Well, sure. Because cover, right? Y- yeah. I mean, you need kind of a telephone pole style tree to yeah. get up the trunk. Um, and so that's why I always carry a small handsaw with sure. me so I can do some trimming as I go up, but you want to make sure that your profile isn't, isn't made like you, you aren't silhouetted on the tree. Yeah. The other thing that I do is I'll try to find a tree that has a little bit of lean away from the direction I'm going to put my stand up in lean back, so I can lean back and I will stand at least 90% of the time that I'm in the climber. So in a climber, do you, I mean, is it more comfortable to sit or stand like it kind of easier to sit 
than stand or is there? I think it's probably more comfortable to sit, especially on, on longer, longer stands. Um, but, uh, but I'd shoot better when I'm standing. So I would prefer to be standing (laughs) when the time comes. Yeah. So I'll stand, but not only my standing, when I stand, I make sure that I'm leaning up against the tree. I don't want daylight between my back and that tree trunk. And that's because there's a very distinct look to the human form. Sure. You have the head, you have the shoulders. And when you separate yourself from the tree, if a deer's coming from the side or at a different angle, they can make you. That's and- definitely a pet peeve of ours. Like that, that's one of the first things I remember dad teaching me when I was a kid. Like, you know, a kid, you don't think any different of it. You're right. out here, you're all over that stand. But he's like, no, you got to keep, if you're going to stand, stay back against the tree. Lean, right. You don't want to silhouette yourself. And to this day, anytime I have a camera guy with me that's, you know, maybe a little antsy in their pantsy mm-hmm. and there. It's just, I, you know, it's one thing I always think back to what dad taught me and it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Be- because they will bust you. And, yeah. I, and I've gone, I've transitioned. Like I used to hunt with face paint. I don't hunt with face yeah. paint anymore because I've been smarter about how I present myself in the tree. Yeah. And I've had deer stop and look right at me with no face paint on and just kind of keep doing their thing. See, we're always, we've always been head net guys. And I go, I know like a lot of guys in the South use the face paint because mm-hmm. they, it's, it's hot. Right. And they don't want to have the, another layer over their face or some guys it's about the hearing, just hearing deer easier. Yeah, or if you it. have glasses, it tends True. to push the, the heat water up. vapor up. Yeah. Talking about fog fogging up. up. <laughs> Can't put that rain X on your glasses. <laughs> let me tell you. But yeah, or that's, bleach. it's just one of those things you got to pay attention to. Right. Yep. Um, so so, so those are some kind of basic, basic level stuff. Yep. Um, when, when I go up, I will, so, so you got to think about the deer, like that's their living room. Even if you're in a climber, if you go up there and you sit, you're going to be a lump. And so that's something new and different. I try to figure out where the deer are going to be coming from. Cause I want that climber to be in line with the way they're going to be looking at the tree. I'd prefer them not to come from the sides because then they'll catch they might catch that that change profile of the tree trunk. That makes sense to me, but you know, if it's similar to just a t- typical lock on tree stand hunt, you know, typically when you're hanging on a trail, don't you want them coming? You know, if you're north south, th- them coming east to west of their broadside when you get the shot. You, I mean, if they're coming right at you, you know, you basically don't have a shot unless they turn left or right. Yeah, and so a, a lot of the properties I hunt, I I tend to know what direction they ought to be coming from. And so if a trail's you know crossing right in front of me, I may angle my at like a forty five degree mm. angle. That way, I can gotcha. I can see them coming. I'm ready. The wind is right. Yeah. And and then and I also you have to think about your shot. So you want to make sure that you're going to be facing. So I'm a, I'm a right, right right-handed shooter. And so I want to make sure that my left hand, my left side is kind of in the, in the place where it's the highest potential shot. Yeah. Well, and know that if you got to travel, right, if you got to move left to right, you're going to have, if you're righty, you're going to have way more ability to move to your left. That's right. If you're, if you're going into the tree, you don't have much room to shoot. So you better have plenty. You better be as far to the right as you can, because you can always go back to the left side. That's right. And that's the other thing that a tree that leans away from you does. It gives you a little more room on the backside for your, for your draw. Yeah. If you're, if you're in a tree that you're kind of leaned over and it's, you just don't have a whole lot of room back there. And when, once you get up in your 
in your stand. And once you get like kind of where you want to be, you need to draw just to make sure that you have the right shooting lanes because it's different than a, a hang on because you won't know exactly what the shooting lanes are going to look like. Yeah. So before, uh, so I'll pick a tree and then I'll walk around it, trying not to cut a deer's trail, but I'll walk around it and try and look to see what height do I need to be at? And do I need to cut down any saplings around here or any branches? So I'm cutting lanes while I'm out there. And then I go up to that height and, and you, can actually like once you get up in the once you get up to the level that you want to be at look around and make sure that you're seeing what you need to see whether it's the trail or other you know land features so that you're there because it's hard to start changing heights once sure. you're once you're up there once you're locked i in. can't imagine so yeah it's it, it's a lot to think about but the more you do it the more kind of second nature it becomes so and maybe i need to wait until you're done with each of your points but how, what do you do for safety harness when you're using a climber? Is this a lineman's belt and you kind of pull, you put it up as you go up? Yeah. So, uh, so, so what I've done is I, I used to climb a lot in college and so I you know, would tie harnesses and stuff. And so I, I bought a, a piece of webbing and I'll tie that to the back of my muddy harness, kind of that loop that's, that's yeah, attached there. For the carabiner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, so I'll tie maybe uh it's probably ten foot length of webbing, and then I'll put a climbing carabiner tied off with a water knot on the end of it, and I can as I go up, I just wrap that around and hitch it to itself. So take the take the webbing with a carabiner on the end of it, wrap it around the tree once, and then clip it off, and that way I've got a lineman's belt the whole way up. Why is it ten feet long? Well, because you because it takes a lot of a lot of line to create those water knots. And if I get up into a tree, so it doesn't end up being 10 feet long by the time it's all tied up, it's maybe five feet long. Gotcha. So that way I've got room to lean out again away from the tree. If it's a smaller tree, I can wrap it around two or three times if I want to. And that eats up. Gotcha. Some of the, uh, <laughs> okay. And so, sometimes if I'm dragging a deer out from way back, yeah. I'll use it as another way to haul the deer out. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so, but really it comes down to like, don't move, don't profile yourself. Yep. Obviously you got to hunt the wind that doesn't change with a climber and, and you'll give yourself some pretty good odds. And one of the things I like about the climber is that the deer don't know you're going to be there. And so they are, they're probably not going to be habituated to look up and to, to be on their guard. Sure. So it really is kind of guerrilla style deer hunting, because if you don't know exactly where you're going to be, the deer aren't going to know where you're going to be. So, yeah. uh, so there, there are some benefits to climbers and you don't have to worry about theft if you're taking it out every time. Sometimes if, if I know I'm going to go back up into a tree later in the day and it's a secure area, sometimes I'll leave my climber at the base of the tree. So there's there's a number of things you can do yeah, to sounds like it. not get busted. You do also have to be careful about scent with your climber if you're taking it in and out of your garage or your vehicle. Yeah. It's not like a tree stand that's staying up there for the season. So stuff to think about. How heavy is a is a climber? The the muddy stalker weighs in around fifteen pounds. Um most are between fifteen and twenty two pounds. Yeah. So it's, it's quite a bit. And then you, you talk about your pack of stuff that you have to keep with you. It's, it's quite, it's quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. You're, uh, you gotta be in somewhat decent shape. I'm sure to, yeah, just so you're kind of nimble enough to get up and down and, and maneuver around and 
hold the weight. <laughs> yeah, th- th- that's right. And you kind of get up like in, you kind of inchworm yourself up the yeah. tree. And Scott, our buddy here that, that runs camera and is the social quarterback, he got his first experience in a climber with me a couple weekends ago. And uh, he's like, that was a killer ab workout. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> you're just not used to using those muscles. <laughs> I wonder if he prefers that or sweating his butt off in a box blind. <laughs> probably a that's toss what up. his next experience that's, was. Yeah, we, were, we were sweating, man. We, we need to kill something so he can. Yeah, well, believe me <laughs> that's the that's the goal yep so tom thank you for your question it was a it was a good one uh if you want to leave a question for us for us to answer on the air go to dreoutdoors.com slash podcast <clears throat> click send voicemail and uh keep it short and pithy 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 yeah yeah you also heard us talking about deercast custom there a little bit you know it's one of the new features inside deercast uh which you can get at deercast.com a new desktop version available or the app store and you know hopefully there's a version out there for everyone there's still a free version got plenty of articles and content and videos fan shares mm-hmm. one day a deercast some weather content uh and then you stair step your way up and, and, uh, either nine ninety nine 99 a year or nineteen ninety nine a year. And there's tons of features that get added in, but, uh, the season's here and the response has been super, super awesome to watch, man. It's getting better and better and, and people are loving it so far. I love the stories we've gotten of people that have recovered their deer. Thanks to deer cast yeah. tracks saying like, I, I, I wanted to go in and push this deer. Yeah. But I went to track, checked it out and gave it more time and did a successful recovery. So that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool to see the kind of the fruits of the labor and all the hard work and effort that this team put in. And speaking it, of fruit, uh, let's, let's, do the, this taste let's like? do the wildlife word real quick. Matt's mine's got a looking, brown spot. That's the, well, that might be a little bruise or it could be a seed. Uh, it's leaking. <laughs> wildlife word is photo period. Okay. That sound familiar? It does sound familiar. And I did a podcast with this with Mark Kenyon and Lee Lakoski one time. And I had zero to add because I <laughs> I'm familiar with the word. Yeah, I am. And and I and I I'm this is horrible. And this shows you just how you know much I'm still learning, and uh, but I have no idea what well, it is. Well, it, it's interesting you mentioned that because when you're on the sh- like when you're doing the show, it's not easy to <clears throat> uptake the information and keep the flow of the conversation. Going. Yeah. You're doing two things at one time. So I don't blame you. ADD kicks in. Yeah. There's a lot going on. So photo period is the period of each day during which an organism receives illumination in short, the length of daylight. And we know that that drives hormones in deers and it causes things like the rut and yeah. antlers to shed velvet. And that's kind of what we were talking about with Lee, but <clears throat> it was out of my league. <laughs> you were just happy to be Now, here. Mark Kenyon, he knew all about it. Oh, that sure, guy's a sure. wealth of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, do tell. Yes. Huh. Basically, I was thinking, all right, where can I fit into this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add a joke here in a second. Just watch me. No, I remember that podcast very vividly because Tiffany and at their time, their daughter, no, their son mm-hmm. was in the background. I think it was their son was in the background, <laughs> very loud. And I Kids couldn't, don't care. I could, the, it was, I couldn't concentrate. And, and so I felt bad because I kept wandering off thinking like, <laughs> if it was my kid, what child I would be, okay? how bad I'd be yelling at him at, <laughs> at that up, moment. Of course, Tiffany's a saint and she was way better yeah, about no it doubt. than I, no than I would have been. It's still kind of distracting. I would have been like that viral uh, video 
of that guy who was on like CNN or oh, whatever yeah, news yeah. channel and it, his kid comes in the scene and then the nanny or the wife or whoever comes in and she's like falling all over the place. The guy's on national news. I feel bad because that would be me. Like yeah. I, that would happen to me. I just know yeah. you can't fault the guy. I loved it. <laughs> okay. You want to try this? Not really, but I will. Wow. All right. So all this right. is one way to get somebody to view the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so so you need to go to YouTube and watch us. Matt and I are both going to try a persimmon. This is Matt's first persimmon ever. So there are multiple seeds within a persimmon. And fun fact. Oh, so you're trying to choke me. People A little bit. People say that you can tell what kind of winner you're going to have by the shape of the seed in a persimmon. Okay. So did you watch this? Maybe. Did you touch it a lot Let's after just you say washed it? Nature washed it. Can't can't wait. <laughs> so you'll so here here's what I do. Put it in my mouth and you kind of strain <laughs> you strain out the seeds. Because the seeds are pretty big, and that's why I brought the bowl so you can spit the seeds into the bowl. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna nibble. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what my son and daughter do at dinner every single Take a night. No thank you bite. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna take a no thank you bite. Okay. It's gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna sniff it first, like which man. is what my son does. <laughs> he does this. I'll let you do your thing, and then I'll. He sniffs it, uh-huh. and it, and he'll have a, a gross face, which it's actually smells. It smells good. Okay, so I'm gonna give you the no the thank you but no bite. What was it called? No thank you bite. Yeah, same okay. thing. So for people that are listening, he's taking off a Squidward chunk. It's not bad. He's not dying. Oh, wait, maybe he is. No, he's not dying. He's going back for a second bite. I see the seed. Yeah. I see another seed. You're a delicate eater, sir. Dainty. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Hey, listen, it's good. It is good. I can see where deer get hooked on them. It's basically their sugar. You kind of think about all the calories yeah. and you know when they're eating acorns and stuff. That's not, I mean, this is extremely sweet and this is yeah. kind of a treat for them. Mm-hmm. Hey, going back for a third mm-hmm. bite. Mm-hmm. Eating that like a surgeon. Why don't you make me a persimmon pie? You know how much work it is to remove the seeds from the That's meat? That's why I asked you to make it's, me a persimmon pie. <laughs> Matt here in the studio could do that. Okay. So it's good. So so you're doing a nice job of eating around the seeds on that. Yeah. This is how I eat them. It's how man eats I'm just going to put my mouth like this and chew through it. It's not bad. Separating the seeds. Yeah. But I'm done with it. <laughs> This is great audio for a podcast. Yeah. People who have, what's that? What's that? Uh, it's not phobia, but like. A, oh, to hear people eat? Yeah. You're, you're, you're dis- turning us off. You're, you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're de- turning them off. <laughs> Tune in next week. We're all- We're going to have a watermelon. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. And you survived. I did. It okay. is not bad. I can see where deer would get hooked on those. And then the next step. Like if I had to choose between that and a brassica. Oh, heck yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Or an acorn. There's n- <laughs> no. That's what we're eating on the next show. I brought in a bunch oh, of white great. acorns. Look at you. You can Reduce eat the rest of mine if seeds. you want. Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> One drink, two straws, <laughs> sir. Okay. All right. All right, let's shut Look this thing down, huh? please. Okay, let's do well, it. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Tom, for your question. Join us next week. It'll be another uh, fun, wild and crazy episode. <laughs> Don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> All right, see ya. Safe hunting. Peace out.